You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. That is terrible. There's no need for any kind of that stuff at all. No room in this, in this country for that kind of behavior. Boy, John, that just makes you sick, doesn't it? 14 seconds left. The crowd reacting. With your host, Sean Joshi. Today we are joined with friend of the show, Mark Serratella. What's up? And of course, the great Shuli Agar from the Howard Stern Show. Shuli, how does it feel to be a draw in Hollywood? It's amazing, man. And I've kept my clothes on and people are showing <laughs> up and uh, my vagina's intact. Life is good. The vag is good? You don't even yeah. need a vaginoplasty or anything? Tight and white like prom night, baby. Tight and white like prom night. Yeah. You're in Hollywood. You're hanging out at all the HHSs, all the Hollywood hotspots. It really is. All the celebrities are out and about, mingling, rubbing elbows, trying to get a piece of the all action. Get in line, pal. This ain't for free. High pitch Eric, speech impediment man. All, They're all, all like the big said, ones. All the heavyweights come when I yeah. when I'm in town. We had a great show uh, yesterday at the Hollywood Laugh Factory. We're gonna be at did. Long Beach tonight. Yeah, Shuli killed him, man. Fun show, right? Who'd yeah, we had a great time, night? huh? Who'd you go up with last night? It oh, was okay. uh, Jeremiah Watkins, uh, Taylor Williamson, uh, Eli Braden, uh, myself, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody killed, man. Eli was Eli was great. <laughs> oh my god, Eli was so good. I'm looking forward to the Robin songs. Oh tonight. yeah, they're they're amazing. He yeah. would uh, back in the day when we used to do the block bar, he would he would open the shows. People were coming in, he would just be on stage doing a medley. Of <laughs> Is he? He was in town too. What's that? Did he come to town too? No, he's uh, Eli. Eli's a local guy he's a comedian he's a writer he uh, sends those in oh yeah he's okay. been sending them in for years yeah yeah so but he works from here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but he works from here very funny guy though now surely where's your sports fandom base because you're kind of all over the place you started in vegas then you're yeah. out in la now you're in new york so where's your where's your sports fandom generally located around well i i'm down to literally one sport yeah I've given up on all the other sports. <laughs> I've given up on them because they just don't interest no me. No more water polo. You, no, you're they, out of water polo. They don't capture my attention like this sport does. And it is the only sport I watch. It is the only sport I pay attention to. Yeah. And that is OG, original football, soccer. Soccer. That's my game. Oh, you're a big That's soccer my, guy. Huge soccer guy. Oh, my God. Our producer shithead Tommy fucking loves soccer. Well, he's now always... I like him a little bit. <laughs> Come on, you gunners. He's uh, always trying to shoot. he's an Arsenal him. fan. Now I hate him again. <laughs> what's your... What's your uh, I'm what's Liverpool, baby, all day. Look at I'm wearing my colors. He's proud. even got the sweatshirt, the Iron Maiden sweatshirt. And don't think oh, I wow. became a Liverpool fan when shit started going well. I've been, <laughs> I've been with him in the dog shit years. Stayed true to well, Liverpool. Liverpool <laughs> just kind of got relevant yeah. again, right? You guys were shit well, not, for a long not, time. I wouldn't say relevant. They've always been relevant, but uh, they just got back to the the um, the the ways uh, that they. I mean, Liverpool was the shit back then. Yeah, Man like United, like before Steven all those. Gerard, months, all... 
even no, before like, that, they were like what year? What era is your Liverpool era? Who are your guys that like your Liverpool guys that you? Well, were- I I mean I remember really becoming completely hooked uh, watching. I believe it was oh four, maybe oh five, uh, Champions League, mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool against AC Milan. I think they were down two nothing in the first half. Second half they came back, tied it. Maybe they were down three nothing. Yeah. They tied it, went to penalty kicks. They they won it. Uh, Steven Gerrard, uh, like Steven I Gerard's mean, great. Torres, all those guys. It was just an amazing game to watch. I finally got it. You know, my I was born in Israel. Uh, yeah. My father uh, Israeli. Uh, my mother's Israeli. Uh, technically Palestinian because she was born there before it was Israel. But um, wow, he's always been. Yeah, they fight all the time. He's <laughs> always been uh, pushing me towards soccer when I was growing up uh, in the states. In in L. A. Sure, uh, I was big in uh, basketball. Lakers were my yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Magic was Magic eighties till this Tight day. Shorts. It was the first basketball game I ever went to. My dad took forum. me to a Laker game at the Forum. Yeah, and I fell in love. And uh, they might I, go back there actually to the Forum. They, they need something. What made you fall out of love? Just time? No, I think the game for me changed. It, the game that I watched. Uh, and I know I sound like an old fucking piece of shit, <laughs> but, yeah, but that's fine. But yeah, but the game that I, but it's true. The game that I watched is not the same game. It's an individual sport now. Mm-hmm. While there's five guys on a team, there's only one guy getting a fucking hundred million dollar shoe deal. And already you've taken that dude out of the team element. Now he's higher above than everybody. Else. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that their guys shouldn't be on that pedestal. Yeah. Magic was was what he was great at was he took guys. And made them all stars. Guys that would have been Absolutely. on the bench. Guys yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that wouldn't have even been starters. AC Green. You can tell me Motherfucking AC Green is an all star? You're at your goddamn mind. <laughs> but with Magic Johnson, right, yeah. not in the sheets. <laughs> you know? So but yeah. so for me, it, it was a team sport. It was and also it wasn't all this friendly shit. Yeah, well, that's the big thing. That's the big thing with me today about the NBA. And LeBron kind of is emblematic of that whole movement of playing together. It's bullshit. Like those guys hated each other. Like the Pistons wanted to murder Michael Jordan. Uh, You know, like literally, Kareem couldn't wait. Peaceful Muslim, he couldn't wait to elbow (laughs) that fucking Lambeer in the throat. Fuck that. That was sports. Well, everybody was hitting Lambeer. Fuck yeah. (laughs) If he wasn't on your team, you weren't a fan of that team. You hated that motherfucker. But the thing about uh. Uh, I almost said Michael Jackson, the other MJ, Magic Johnson. The thing about Magic Johnson uh, is I think he's the most underrated player of all time. I think he's time. the greatest of all time. The best, I've, I've the best player this. on a on a five-chip squad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. LeBron, people talk about LeBron, MJ. LeBron hasn't passed Magic. And also, I those, think he just passed Larry a year or two ago. Those you know? guys are pure scorers. Yes. There is a difference between being a scorer – and being a team leader. LeBron is a great passer, but I, I don't know if that makes him yeah, a how's leader. Yeah, his defense? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, terrible. like my defense. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, put me in the fucking NBA. <laughs> his offense, I'll play better defense than LeBron I love today. this. There's a clip the other day, and one of his players, Kyle Kuzma, literally pushed him toward the defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so push LeBron towards the defender? Push the, his teammate pushed him because he, does, <laughs> he doesn't play defense anymore. And, you know, I actually looked this up, and Michael Jordan at the age of 40, had a better defensive rating on advanced statistics than than LeBron and does you know this year and you know at why? 34. Michael Jordan played in the league leading up to when his it was 40s still, yeah, when defense was fucking important. Defense yes. wins championships. Exactly. And it has 
all exactly. the time. My favorite Michael Jordan Wizards story is they played uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. and this is when Vince Carter was like the man. Right. And he came out, and Vince Carter scored like 18 points in the first quarter, and Michael was defending him. Yeah. Like, do you want to switch? MJ said no. He scored one field goal. Yeah. The rest of the game. That's right. And it's a 40-year-old fucking Michael Jordan. That's right. Go watch that video of the fucking uh, Dream Team doing that practice game. Yeah. Uh, the original Dream Team. Oh, they say they're the greatest game ever played. And there's videos of it that you can watch, you know, clips. And it's just, it's insanity. And insanity. these guys were all friends. And they mm-hmm. were in practice. And they were trying to kill each other. Yeah. And so for me, magic symbolized the entire sport. Yeah. So, you know, I remember 17 years old hearing him announced publicly that he was uh hiv positive and just crying it crying was like devastating. a baby it's hard i know i it's just hard. blown him a week before you can't, <laughs> you can't get it that way can you, you too god damn it god. but it's like it's hard to explain now to these kids yeah how how kind of devastating and how it HIV. It was such an unknown thing. We were all sure like he was gonna LeBron die. Terrorist. Yeah, something, something yeah, like that. that. Shocking. Go. This can't yeah. be. This is. It was like from the highest pedal to to lowest of low. <laughs> but it's like you know, he survived it though. He's still here to ruin the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. You know the the best. Uh, Seriously. Uh, uh, summary of basketball today and and when I watched it is when he went to coach the Lakers. Yeah. And how long did he last? Oh, I forgot about that. That was like half a season, wasn't it? On the he back end like of the season. three months. That was, was the Van like, Exel Lakers. I can't coach these motherfuckers. They don't, they don't want to listen. He didn't yeah. have a passion for it, but he is. No. He is I, don't do, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. I, don't, I think his players don't have a passion for fucking being taught and learning. From, how, it's not like it's some fucking high school coach who showed up to teach you. It's Magic fucking Johnson. <laughs> Nick Van Exel, shut your fucking mouth <laughs> and that was, listen. That was when Nick Van was like the Nick Van man. You know yeah, what I mean? how'd that LA work out? Down. How'd that work out yeah, for you, exactly. Nick? You fucking, he delivered a UPS package to me <laughs> a couple weeks ago. So you you started, you started comedy in Vegas. Yeah. Right? You started comedy in Vegas. Did you start – Calling in to the Stern Show in in Vegas or in Los Angeles? No, I uh, actually my very first set ever in comedy was here at the Laugh Factory. Your very the, first set was at, here. At the, uh, yeah, the open, you, you did an uh, open mic there. I did the open mic where you camp out all fucking day. Uh, what time did you get here? At, for I got here at nine o'clock just in time to hear all these amazing comedians talk about how every comic that I thought was funny sucked. <laughs> and I and this is my first experience in comedy, so I'm going in my head. I'm going, wow, these guys really know the business. Yeah, going there. <laughs> You know, these guys know what they're talking about. I thought, yeah. I thought Chris Rock was funny, but apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> and then I watched them all go up and one after the other just eat a giant like shit sandwich on stage. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, oh, these guys don't know shit. Yeah. They're just bitter assholes. Yeah, yeah. I remember one guy asked, I go, so how long you been doing? Uh, how long you been uh, doing comedy? He goes, 12 years. And I'm like. And I just remember thinking, and that was your set. Dude, yeah, it's very sad. Now, keep in mind, I went up. And I I ate a giant shit sandwich too. Right. But I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Right. There's no way to prepare for a set is to sit on a cold sidewalk for that many hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it should if be you a don't number know, system. So yeah. Come back later. If, go if, home. Yeah. Take a nap. If you don't know how uh, the Laugh Factory open mic works, the way that it goes down 
is the signups are at 5 p.m., but it's like the first 15 or 20. First 20. 20 first first yeah. come, first serve. Right. So people will get here at, you know, back in the Six day. Days in advance. Come here now. 9 a.m., yeah. 8 a.m., 7 a.m. Yeah, I think I got and here at you 10 will, o'clock, and there was already like 14, 15 people. Exactly. And you will sit up. all day mm -hmm. until 5 p.m., and then you come back when you sign up to the, to the next week. But mm -hmm. there will be like fights out there oh, for yeah. the last spot and everything. It was one of my first times here. My second yeah. or third time was on the Laugh Factory stage. And you are so right. You hear all these people around you. Oh, this guy's like, going, I open. And you think, they know. These guys know. You know this what I guy's mean? wearing a cowboy hat with a fucking bird around his neck. A fake bird. He's going, I opened for a tell last week. Blew him off stage. He's got nothing. He's burnt out. And I'm like, wow, yeah. I fucking love insomniac. That, that doesn't sound right to me. You now, was this when, when, was this when Jamie was still? Uh, yeah. He, he and that was to, my other thing. I was like. He oh, used to what? talk to all the comics afterwards, And right? that was my thing. Like, yep. that's why I came here because I just wanted somebody who was a professional in this field to let me know if it was worth pursuing or not. Because yeah. in my mind, I wanted to pursue it. Right. But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know anything about this business. So I go, you know what? I'll go to the Laugh Factory. Jamie's there. You know, Middle Eastern guy. I'm from Israel. Hey, hit it off. Totally. It's be fucking great. He's a Jew. I'm a Jew. Ah, come on, family. He's gonna fucking make me uh, put me in a will for the club exactly. after he meets me. <laughs> Guy wasn't here. Uh, <laughs> I bombed in front of the other 19 horrible comics right. that I sat with all day, and uh, and I just remember at least three times during my set uh, trying to to somehow turn on the light with my Jedi mind tricks just from the yeah. stage, just staring light, at please, it and light. going, please turn on. Please turn on. And, uh, and I walked out of here and, and 10 minutes later I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to come back and try this again. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. have to be like a definitely, uh, something got to be wrong with you to come and do this. So you, but I mean, it's full circle, you know, you went from that to right now, you know, yeah, like it was packing it was out the place to be here last night, uh, uh, full house and, and, uh, being able to do this with my friends, it, it, it's great, man. It's, right. it's a dream come true. A dream sure. come true. If you know, if I had to sell insurance the rest of the <laughs> life, I'd be fine. So, so you were doing. You're starting out. You're doing comedy. You're listening yeah. to the Stern Show. You love the yeah, Stern Show. I listened show. for years since the early '90s. He, he syndicated to L.A. Uh, I remember watching his Channel 9 show before the his Channel show. 9 show was yeah. so yeah. fucking good. Before the radio show even got here, yeah. his Channel 9 show was on TV. The Channel 9 yeah. show is amazing. If you like starting, you've never seen the Channel 9 show, just look him up on YouTube. I think most of them are up there. So then it was a girlfriend who who kind of instigated you into calling in. Is that how well, it my happened? Girl, my girlfriend at the time in Vegas, you know, I used to, I used to work late. And I would come home late, and uh, and the show would come on live on the West Coast from three to six. And a lot of times I wouldn't be tired, and I'd just be sitting there playing some three video to six a.m. Yeah, and I and at three o'clock come on, I put on the show. Yeah, and once you start listening, you end up getting sucked in, and next thing you know, I'm there till six, and then the show starts over again, and I go to bed. Right. She hated that I didn't go to bed with her when right. she was ready to go to bed. Yeah. And which women? Why are they? Oh, they always want you to go to bed yeah, at the same time. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. You're sleeping anyway. That's not as fun for me as this. Yes, so exactly. I'm gonna stay here, and then when I'm ready to go to bed, I'll come to bed. Right. And uh, and we had this fight one night, and she's like yelling at me. She's going, I don't get it. She's like, you stay up to you know to listen to this. Call in, do something. Uh, staying up and listen to it is stupid. I'm like, what do you know? What's your mind's business? <laughs> well, that was actually very kind of prescient of her, yeah, you know, genius. especially for somebody who hated the show. Uh, she's in a trunk, buried somewhere. <laughs> no, but um, no. So, so 
I think it was like a day or two later, he comes on the radio. It's like three in the morning, whatever, four in the morning. And he announces that they're planning to come to Las Vegas and do the show from the hard rock yeah. and oh, make right. bets at the blackjack table and, and have all kinds of shit going on there. It's going to be there for three days. Yeah. And that's one where they ended up all getting shit faced. If I remember. Yeah. They had a drinking show. They had yeah. karaoke. They, they, uh, they ended up coming back a few times to Vegas, but so in my head, I'm going, all right, I'm going to call the show and I'm going to, I'm going to pitch him a joke. And, uh, <laughs> what do you mean pitch him a joke? Well, I'm going to say, I'm going like to use on air. Like no, I'm going to say, I have a joke to tell you. Yeah. And if you laugh, I want to be able to make a bet with you guys at the blackjack table right. in Vegas. And so I called a number. This is like a movie. It rings the first time. Yeah. Guy picks up. What do you want to talk to Howard about? I tell him, he says, hold on. Five minutes later, I'm on the phone. He picks up on me. He's like, yeah, Shuli from Vegas. And I go, yeah, listen, I, I know you guys are coming to Vegas. Uh, I want to tell you a joke. If you laugh, uh, I'd like to make a bet uh, at the blackjack table with you guys. I go, you don't have to fly me out. You don't have to put me up. It's going to cost you nothing. Right. And he's like, all right. He's like, tell me the joke. So I go, St. Peter's at the pearly gates. He goes, ah, it's one of these. <laughs> Cuts me off. <laughs> That's you know, exactly what I was thinking. And he's going, you know, there's no St. Peter's, there's no pearly gate. And I go, please, just let me tell you the joke. Right. Are you okay. nervous? Extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. So I go, St. Peter's at the pearly gates. Three black guys show up. St. Peter says, wait here. He goes to God. He goes, God, what do you want me to do? There's uh, three black guys at the gates. God goes, what are you talking about? What do you want me to do? They're my children. You let them in here. What's wrong with you? Go get them. St. Peter goes to the gates, comes back about 30 seconds later to God, no black guys. God says, what happened? He goes, they're gone. God says, who, the darkies? He goes, no, the gates. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he laughed like that. He's like, ah, and he goes, oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you laughed. I'm like, you laughed. And he's like, all right, hold on. And he put me on hold, and, and That's awesome. Baba Booey picked up and got my info. And, yeah, at uh, which point you're doing internal flips, right? But but now here's the fucked up thing. So I have a, a person in my life who hates the show and hates that I listen to it. So I'm not going to wake her up and be like, great news. Yeah. Uh, and then everybody else in my life, you know, my brother, one of my brothers, my middle brother is a big fan of the show. Sure. But, you know, it's, it's 430 in the morning. I'm not calling him up. To, so I literally had the greatest moment of my life <laughs> and, and not a soul to share yourself. it with. Yeah, not, it. Just a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Would you go you... on my website, uh, shalomshuli.com, uh, uh, there's a SoundCloud section in there, and it's got a bunch of uh, old calls to him, and it's got a bunch of prank calls we used to do to uh, radio shows out in Vegas when yeah. I started doing stand-up out there with my buddies. So then you started to become a regular caller at that point. You were probably, I was hooked. You were hooked for right? me, I was like, this is a show I've listened to for years. They're, they've gotten me through some of the most shittiest jobs I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, I love everybody really on that show. And Dude, they really have buoyed like Howard in the show. It, just, it does help people get through like long oh, shifts, driving, you know, trucking. I can't tell you how many truckers we got. Uh, I'm Seriously. serious that, that are like, buddy, you know, I Dude, love it. Every even the traffic here in L.A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so – I, I treated it like a job. Like I, I would get home at a certain time. I'd eat my fat burger. <laughs> just, then, this is just calling in. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so, yeah. so you get what time? What what job are you working at this point? Even so, at that point, I believe I was working at the airport as a wheelchair pusher. Yeah. Uh, okay. At the airport, which uh, actually heard even very redeeming to a lot of people. Yeah. Handicapped people never once asked for a push. It's all <laughs> fat people. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. So I haven't heard that's America, though, especially in Vegas. Oh, my God, oh, dude. The hefties you the would have to deal capital with. Oh, the world. And they look at you like, what's the big deal? Like, you yeah. know, the airport's, car airport's carpeted, gross. too. Yeah. Try pushing okay. 500 pounds on carpet. <laughs> you know, go ride a bicycle in the sand at the beach. It's about the same thing. Dude, so. your quads must have been crazy. I was, though. dude. I would you take must have been two, so fit. Two at a time. I would push one chair with one arm and pull the other, and then these fucking monsters would give me 50 cents as a tip for being their human uh, fucking engine on carpet. That sounds fucking awful, man. But I did, I did get to try out material on them because they were a captive <laughs> audience, so they weren't going anywhere. So for so me, that was... out bits on these fans. Yeah, that was kind of like the in for me with the job was I was like, hey, at least I can try out yeah. bits. And Vegas crowds are always kind of like, yeah. Well, they're very rarely there for comedy. They're right. there because they they're were gambling. given yeah. comedy show tickets. Right, so right. Yeah, I watch people walk out on Carlin. Yeah, they've gotten a lot yeah. of... The Laugh Factory in Las Vegas is phenomenal. Because they go to see a show and it's at the Tropicana, so it's off the main street. Right. So they yeah, get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. They come to the shows and they just, I feel like, and you do 14 shows, you do a week, you know, you do two sets every night for a week. You leave the Las Vegas Laugh Factory sharp. And you, that's, a, that's, a, that's, those crowds are as the good only, as the only year. downside to Vegas uh, comedy is the options that are available to you in Vegas. You know, Vegas, I always tell you, it's like animation. There's no rules, there's no borders, there's no. There's no rhyme. You know, it's 3 a.m. You guys want to go indoor skydiving? Let's go. There's a place open. That's yeah. how fucking wild that place is. Yeah. So when you have that many choices, going to see a comedy show right. is very far down the list. Exactly. You know, exactly. so you got to be a fucking name to get people to come see or the show. Or get a gig at the airport where you're wheeling around fat people. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so what time, what time would you get home then, you know? So I would get home probably around. What was your process when you were a caller in? So I get I I leave work around midnight, you know, twelve thirty. Swing by the Fat Burger, get my order, come home, eat, uh, play a little uh, video games. Then it'd be around two thirty, two o'clock. I'd start writing down what I want to call in with, uh, various things, so you don't get stuck in one spot with one yeah. topic. And then uh, and then at about five minutes before the show would start, I would start calling. And uh, I'd tell them what I have, and they would throw me on hold. And if an hour went by, I didn't get on. And when they checked to see if you're still there, I'd say, "Hey, I want to change my thing." I, I, my goal was to. So you're sit, you're sitting there writing as you're on hold. Yeah, yeah, I'm adapting to what they're talking about. If yeah. it's a, you know, if it's a subject, I can I can come up with a question uh, about. Uh, then I know as I'm gonna get on the air. The and, show, then, yeah. and then once I got on the air, for me it was about just kind of witnessing what was going on. I didn't try to say too much. I wasn't trying to be funny and do jokes. I would I would present the question uh, or whatever it may be, and then just kind of sit there and let them let these masters do what they do. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you're almost just your whole approach was like setting them up. I guess. I mean, yeah. but he never really knew what I was setting them up with. You right. know what I mean? Like. Like, uh, so for him to roll with shit, uh, it, it was, it was crazy to, to even be a part of it, even on a phone level. Sure. And then, and then to get the opportunity to actually work with these people is like, yeah. Are they starting to know you at this point? Like as far as like, yeah, yeah. They had, are you getting like a character name? Yeah. There's just Shuli from Vegas, you know, uh, 
you know, very close to being truly the retard from Vegas <laughs> as many times as I was calling. Yeah. Uh, well, that is true because you're walking the fine line yeah. between possibly becoming a whack packer, right? Because, I mean, that's pretty much what Bobo does, right? He sits there, he writes down his questions, and, yeah. and he calls. Yeah. The only difference is I think you have the proper amount of chromosomes, yeah, <laughs> probably. Totally. And I'm okay with being bald. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for one me, of the worst. Are you I still just with gotta, the girl at this point? Huh? Are you still with the girl at this point? No, what's funny is, so so here's the funny end to that story. So she was with me through all this shit. Mm -hmm. I get a call to uh, come out to audition to work in New York for the show. Yeah. Uh, I end up uh, sticking around uh, for a few months. And at that point, I figure, you know what? It's a good time to kind of bring her out here and show her, hey, look what I pulled off. Mm -hmm. Right? I know it sucked sitting there through all that shit, but look where I'm at now. And uh, there was a party going on where all the, excuse me, all the show people were going to be there. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to fly her ass out. She's going to meet Howard. She's going to meet everybody. Really show her, you know, show her what's up. Yeah. And she came out, took her to the party. We had a great time. Uh, she went back home. And a week later, I get a call from a friend of mine, a comic. And he's like, hey, man, you and your girl break up? Oh, great. And I go, no, why? And he goes, I just saw, he goes, I just landed at McCarran, the Vegas airport. He goes, I just saw her making out with some pilot. And I'm like, with a fucking what? pilot? Yeah. And I'm like, what? And so I reach out to her and I'm like, hey, my buddy just told me he saw you at the airport making out with a pilot. Only in Vegas could this happen to a very unprofessional, the pilot, too. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> he's probably day. drunk. You know, right. He's like making right. out with passengers. It's probably uh, some dude just dressed up as a pilot. <laughs> what, even a, like a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Airlines or what is this airline? <laughs> Finger Airlines. Have you ever heard of it? It's weird. I have not. Um, so she's like, she didn't lie. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know. I saw where you're at. I saw what you're doing. I feel like my job here is done with you. Yeah. And, and at first, I was insulted that she called me a job. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, yeah, I feel like my work is done here with you. And you're uh, doing your next It's time for me to fuck pilots. Now, yeah. what year was that? Uh, the year she did me the biggest favor of all. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like 2006, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And have you talked to her since? No. Okay. Yeah. No. So, so then you. So then you. But know, you've seen me on billboards coming to Vegas. I know that. Sweet. <laughs> Great. So then you get the call. Like out of the. How did you end up on the Howard 100 News team? How does that all go down? They just call, called me up and asked me if I wanted to come. They. They. Um. The program director at the time said, you know. Uh. They needed a, a someone who knew the show. They had all these journalists for this news team. Uh, that we're going to report on the world of Howard, the, the yeah. fans, the the whack pack, the yeah. employees, everything involved with Howard. We, this team was going to report on, but at the end of the day, these are all professional, yeah. real deal journalists that didn't sit and listen to the show for four hours a day, right. like this idiot over here did, right? So, like they have journalism degrees, yeah, they like they NYU, worked. yeah, <laughs> you know, they, they, didn't, they were covering playing. like. Conflicts in Africa and right. shit. I'm playing Call of Duty with a joint going in the ashtray, <laughs> and my boxer's going, "Oh, what do you think of uh, uh, Sharon Osbourne?" You know, that's my. So, um, but none of them knew the show. You need to see yeah. the life too. Like their girlfriend isn't making out with the pilot at an airport. Like right. these journalism people are leading like a normal life. A normal life, right? So you're so, steeped into the show. Yeah. So <laughs> I was brought in to kind of teach them who's who and what's what on the show. Yeah. Uh, but after day one, I was kind of done. Uh, you know, I'd shot my wad and I didn't want to leave. 
So uh, day two, <laughs> I snuck a recorder out on the street, and um, I uh, I just went and kind of did crowd work with people. Yeah. But about Howard, and just oh, kind of goofed this. on people, and and but you know was keeping it Howard centric. Yeah. And I brought it back to the news director at the time, and she loved it, and she's like, "I'm putting this on the air." And so now in my head, I'm like, okay, now I got to learn how to do this. Like, I got to learn how to interview people. I got to learn how to edit on, on software, on computer. I got to learn all this shit because my whole goal was once I got over the fear of getting there, how do I dig in like a tick and not have to leave? It seems like that show is very much... Uh, how you make your own space like if you can create your own job and your own uh kind of use and function that you can find a place to kind of like to exist that you know? yeah no i mean listen they they a lot of it is up to you they yeah. they get you in the door but it's also what and that's in a lot of places man yeah. it's what you bring to the table if you don't howard doesn't care what you've come from either like if you can contribute to the show he doesn't care about your degree you almost no, kind of listen, prefers if you come up from, you know, not the gutter is not the right term, but from, you know, you don't. But it's also people that are fans of his, of his product that yeah. that have that are loyal to to and love what he does. So who's going to give you more than people like that? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you ever work for a boss that you really liked? It was never you never felt like a boss was asking you to do something. Right. It's like a buddy. Hey, do me a favor. Right. Right. So. That's what it's like for all of us, because we're all fans up there. Yeah, sure. fantastic. So yeah. then how did you transition into your current role, which is really kind of, you know, managing and caretaking and producing like the whack pack stuff? I well, would. they're they're one of my favorite parts of the show. And I had known a few of them uh before I started working for the show, just from yeah. doing stand up and stuff and and uh so for me, once I became a part of this news team, I knew A, I wasn't a journalist. Uh, B, I'm not going to uncover or break any huge story, yeah. and, and I don't want to. Uh, for me, it was about, hey, when I worked as a plumber and I was driving in the van to the next job, you know, there's a plumber out there doing that. What's going to make him laugh? What's going to make him interested? What can I do to, to make that person's day? And it's like, yeah. keep tabs on the whack pack, you know, keep, keep in touch with them. Uh, you know, a lot of them. They don't have consistency in their lives as far as friends. Or, it seems like or, they're on a lot of uh, government subsistence yeah, yeah. in a lot of cases. You know, life's tough for a lot of them. And, and so uh, that's one thing that this show is so phenomenal about is yeah. taking these people that would have such a hard life and making them stars yeah. in, in a weird way. Yeah. And and they're at the end of the day, they're for the most part, they're good people. They're They're just trying to figure out you know, I think that some of them try to figure out how to use this celebrity, and and the great ones don't even know they have it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's totally. State of Beetle. Beetle's good, man. Beetle's in Georgia. He's chilling. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's good, man. Beetle's all right. Beetle's a fucking rock star. Yeah. Beetle's a rock star. Beetle, Beetle does what Beetle wants to do, and you just hold on and enjoy the ride. Okay. Let's let's do some whack pack name association. Go ahead. Let's do it. Fact, Tommy, can we fact. get some? Can we get some? Intro music for a whack pack name association game. There we go. Now I know why he's here. He finally did something. <laughs> okay. Beetlejuice. Legend. Ass napkin Ed. 
Underrated. Bigfoot. Huh? Fred the <laughs> Elephant. Boy. OG. Gary the Conqueror. Brilliant. High pitch Eric. Dull. <laughs> now, can I change dull to large? Thank you. Yes. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff the vomit guy. Misunderstood. Eric the actor. Oh, sorry. Can I go back to Jeff the vomit guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Eric the actor. The greatest? I think. Greatest. I think. Uh, him or Beetle? Him I or Beetle? One, him one. or Beetle? It, that, that's a that's a that's a toss up, but yeah. but Eric was uh, one of a kind, and falls under that category of one of the reasons why he was one of the greats is because he wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. I loved. Which which whackpacker would you say you're closest to? Uh, I mean, it's like you know, which kid's my favorite? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm close to all of them because uh, I kind of have to be. And and I enjoy it for the most part. Uh, you know, I talk to them. That's the thing. When when it's clocking out, there's no clocking out. Yeah. You know, the the calls don't stop. Um, and if they do, and I don't talk to these people, then I'm not doing my job uh, to the best of my ability. And also, as fans, we're missing out on shit. Yeah. So it's important for me to to keep tabs on all do of them. Check on them every day. Uh, some I do, you yeah. know. Some some I can give a little bit longer of uh, space to to go. When you were starting, you were you were touring around with Beetle, right? Yeah. Were you staying in hotel rooms with him? Yeah, I would always. In what, was, what was that oh, yeah. like? It was fine as long as he didn't drink. It was, yeah. and I got there oh, first. But didn't he was like? Fine. Wasn't he like shitting himself all the time and like all well, that? A kind couple of stuff? times, you know. Who hasn't been there? <laughs> yeah, Sean, like, yeah, like you, you know, what, are you perfect? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> May have been a time or two, but he had an accident. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's showbiz. What's your What's your favorite Stern interview? Um, see, I'm a I'm a comedy nut, man. So I love the stand ups. I love the uh, I love anytime Seinfeld's on. Uh, I love listening to his thoughts on. They're comedy. good together because they're so different. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, what do you think of Louis? Louis great. He, he was great on there too. Louis Louis phenomenal think on there. Think he makes a comeback? Uh yeah, without a doubt. I think so. Yeah, I mean why not? I mean he I think every any everything he did was consensual. I think so, right? Yeah. I think it was the power dynamics that yeah, people are, are mad about, but I don't think he did he did anything. So like Seinfeld, who else did you really um, did you really cuz I know he has the book coming out Howard Stern comes again. It's like based around Yeah, I mean I mean, you know, there's so many there's so many great. There was a great interview with uh, he did with um, Steven Tyler once. I, mine too, Steven Tyler. That I <laughs> yeah. I loved it because there was little shit like he talked about how they took like a sweet and low pack and they and they just shook it in front of the mic and that's the the shaking sound you hear. You can't sweet emotion. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That's but, insane. Yeah, and so and the the greatest thing about his interviewing is that no matter who you are, no matter how much they prepped you. Once they're in there and he starts talking to them, everybody always forgets, and they yeah. always uh, they always open up, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they always uh, he always gets great shit from people. Yeah. So the book's gonna be fascinating. I can't wait. Yeah, and you to Steven Tyler for one second. What's that's it? my favorite interview too is Steven Tyler on there. I've listened to it like five times, but you can't find it online anymore because he would talk about the sugar pack right. and then how he did each song. Right. So did something happen where they? Because it was yeah, on, they want you to pay for it, asshole. That's <laughs> what <laughs> that Steven, no, Somehow. no, no. Okay, I know they want you to pay for it, but it's also not on on his app. 
Like you, like. Oh well, I think that stuff kind of moves around a lot. It does. There's, you know, it's a catalog. They're always updating it. But yeah, but I agree. That's that's a great interview. It really was. Right. So tell us about Shuliji. I mean, Shuliji just had a number one and number two debut album on on iTunes. That's got to be exciting. Going. I mean, because you you paid your dues in comedy. I mean, you. I like Vegas to think and, I have, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, but you never really know when you put something like this out there yeah. how it's going to be received. I love the concept of it. So the whole idea is you do one show sober and then you do the same material completely drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, not album? just drunk. Drunk and stones. Double drunk album. Drunk and stones, yeah. Yeah. It's the sober show and the wasted show. <laughs> and uh, we did them back to back at New York Comedy Club out in yeah. New York. And, uh, you know. I'll be honest with you. I drank more than I wanted to. I'm more of an herbalist <laughs> than a drinker. Right. So I was really fucked up uh, during the the wasted show, and um, and at the end of the day, I just wanted an album where people who were fans of comedy could debate about which one they liked more. I didn't want it to be clear cut. Which one do you like better? I went back and forth on it, but I happened to like the wasted show better. Uh, Where'd you do it, by the way? Uh, New York Comedy New York Club comedy. in New York. And um, I like the Wasted Show better because it it wasn't as polished. It was more personable. It was more of a hang. Uh, you know, I do a lot more crowd interaction. Yeah, I was much more relaxed and laid back. And and I did the set. I did the set backwards for the Wasted Show, which wasn't uh, the plan. Uh, but well, how you? How does that work? I mean, I know, open comedy. with my closer, and I close with my opener. Yeah. And but once I started, I I couldn't stop. Right. And then I I was that just as product of you being fucked up? Like you didn't mean to do that. Hundred percent. That's hundred percent. It's it's um, and for me it was like I just remember these moments because I don't remember the set, uh, doing it. Right. I just remember moments of me uh, realizing that I'm recording this, (laughs) and then I remember one moment of me which we kept on the album, uh, me looking at the crowd and telling them. Uh, I at this point I don't remember what jokes I've told you and what I haven't. <laughs> so if you hear something again, just laugh, you know. And then I threw in new bits that weren't even supposed to be on the album. I was having a good time. How it's, many drinks in are you at this point? Yeah, what gets you? Like, like what'd you do? Just get shit faced like between the sets or like? So what was towards the, plan? the end of the first set, uh, I had a Jameson on the rocks, and now I'm a lightweight, so two of those, and I'm drunk. Yeah, okay. you're like a Korean girl. Yes, uh, <laughs> and I'm named after one too. Uh, so Julie, yeah, you are, that is total hot Korean girl name. Yeah, uh, a buddy of mine he goes, I googled you, and there's 17 Japanese singers, female singers, popped up. <laughs> uh, so now I use that as my headshot. But um, <laughs> what was I talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, how how uh, how much you were drinking? So you started yeah, with the so Jameson. With Jameson the on the rocks on stage. Finish the show. Go outside. Buddy of mine brought me one of these grande joints that's got like seven different weeds in it. And, and you you and your boys, you guys smoke. You chief pretty yeah, fucking I heavy. Listen, man, I was I having trouble around. keeping up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, you know, you yeah. bring your big, big boy pants and you get ready to rock. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, I just for me, uh, this giant joint was a, a killer. It had everything in it. And then on top of that, now people are starting to send me drinks on stage. So I ended oh, up the night with five Jamesons on the rocks, 
and one grande joint that has everything in it under yeah, the yeah, sun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and that is how He's we talking, make like hash, indica, yeah, sativa. Yeah, it has like concentrate keef on the outside, hash yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Yeah. How do you two know each other, by the way? Just random internets ing, you know, and then we made sweet love last night too for many hours. Craigslist. No, no. You got, okay, okay, just cool. two bald guys making it in the world. <laughs> yeah, and what a meeting it was. <laughs> what a meeting it was. We're going to do it again tonight. So, again, Long Beach, if you're here, come out. This will come out before then. So, um, yeah, it's funny how, you know, it doesn't have to be so dramatic, but even like, you know, in just in terms of a late night set, like an 11 set versus a 7, how small variations can change comedy or completely change a set. Yeah, I, I've listened to the same joke both ways. Yeah. And and that to me is really the tell all of the album is like take a joke that you like from the sober set and then find it in the wasted set and listen to them back to back yeah and see what what you like better what presentation you like better nice. because for me you know there was jokes that I go back and forth I said it polished and tight's the way to do this bit loosey goosey and fucking around is the way to do that bit yeah, you know yeah. so it was a fun uh, experiment. I think I think definitely late at night there's a much more communal feel to the room where it lends itself to being a little drunk and more yeah. hanging out and that's almost where you need to be right. as a vibe. You if always got to adapt. Polish it like, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like people aren't ready for that. Yeah. You exactly, know? exactly. So where do you find Shulogy? Tell the people. Uh Shulogy is Shulogy. uh iTunes, anywhere music streamed or downloaded, uh it's available, like I said, it's volume 1 and 2, uh wasted show, sober show. And yeah, it's available everywhere, man. Nice. Spotify, Pandora. What Can I mean? ask you some questions about the show that I've always wanted to know the answers to? Uh, it depends. I won't answer. Answer, it. answer if you can answer. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, and then if you have questions to Mark, this is a good time. No, you're fine, Mark. No. Okay. <laughs> Are Sal and Richard really that gay? Yes. Is Ralph gay? I I I will say this: when he was blowing me, I was like, <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> This is the third time. Yeah. After two, you're gay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. You are. I think Ralph is definitely probably gay. Right? Have you ever seen him with a girlfriend or anything? Uh, no, but we don't hang a lot either. I'm yeah. not, I don't hang with Ralph. You don't hang I don't him. think he is. I think no, he. I don't think he. He would admit it if he was. He'd be fine with it. Yeah. I mean, three hour talks with Chris Wilding. I think it's a little. little well, you don't know Chris. He's very chatty, and he's very chatty. Spend, It's very easy to get lost I'm in very that conversation. Surely. That's fine. And those eyes. What's the grossest thing you or the weirdest thing you've ever done do for the show? Craptacular. What was the craptacular? Oh, it was where Eric, uh, high pitch Eric, uh, shit. For 24 hours, and they Ugh. bet on the amount of total weight of the shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, would he shit more than a raccoon? I think was one of the prop bets. Uh, uh, it was a contest, wasn't it? Too? It was, was a whole it? contest. Um, I was there for that, and then and then they somehow roped me back in for Craptacular Two, <laughs> where High Pitch Eric and Joey Boots went head to head in a shit off. Um and uh, those were two. I've Who never... I imagine nobody could take high pitch, right? He's got to be the king. I gotta say, it was like a Rocky movie. <laughs> he was down <laughs> three ounces going into the final shit of the day. Nobody believed. Nobody. Nobody believed thought him. it could be done. Nobody, nobody just. Nobody thought he even deserved to be there. Exactly. Dug deep. They and doubted him. Dug real deep. I believe pulled out close to five ounces. Came back, won it. He is the legendary craptacular champ. champ. All right, he's he the Joey champ. Boots. I mean, he changed the law. How far did that case go? Because he, he's the guy who would scream, 
Howard Stern's penis, right? That's mm-hmm. Joey Boots. How far did that case go? Like New York Supreme got Court? dismissed. Yeah. No, but did yeah. it go to the New York Supreme Court? Like it how, did. It how didn't go to the Supreme what happened? Court. He got but sued there was or something. There was, well, they they were. I think he got charged with. Um, uh, disrupting the peace. Popped up behind a news broadcast. Uh, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. Yeah. But the funny part was... An that, innovator, to be yes, sure. Yes, yes. But the funny part about it, the great part was that, that there was a stenographer who had to put the in the transcripts. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, he won the case. I love that there's still court stenographers. Like, can't you just, like, record that shit? You know? I don't know. Yeah, really. Play back what he just said. You yeah, exactly. A hundred people out of work. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, hundred people lose their job. So you've been in- involved in a lot of fights on yeah. the show. You had the uh, Richard, and then you had the Gary fight. You were currently with Brett and his whole swinger thing. What's like the most heated one that you were actually that you were actually in? What's your favorite fight of yours? None of them are my favorite. Yeah. I tell you, you know, you, maybe because you forget. Uh, so you're not just playing it up. No, no, you're not. You're in the you're moment. Getting, yeah. And then later on, I listen back to it. And I'm like, man, I was an asshole, yeah. you know. Uh, but I loved uh, in the block party days. Uh, there was an episode where uh, we were in there, and Scott, uh, the engineer, was backing out of a weekend of shows. He told us he had a family cousin's wedding to go to, right? Which was bullshit. And we start busting his balls, and then something gets turned around on me. Then they start busting my balls. And then he goes to Ronnie, and literally everybody gets a turn in an hour. Yeah. And uh, and everybody's fighting with everybody, and that is the beautiful thing about the show. Yeah, they yeah. won. Yeah. You had a super. I don't know. I just, you had a super intense one with someone one time too. What's the most intense? Was it? You think that's the most intense one? I had no. I I, I, I you with an, an intense argument with someone that would that seem like. I've had real intense ones off the air. Yeah. <laughs> those ones. Those, those are probably ones the best ones. About. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Artie one was pretty bad, you know, where he was. Yeah, there. yeah, but you know, you look oh, yeah. back on it now and you realize that wasn't Artie doing that in the first place. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Where that, all that anger and shit came from. Because you're saying he was high. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you handled Robin really well too. Like as far as like you have a good rapport with Robin. Like you can, you can, I've noticed that you're you have the ability to say kind of anything to to her, and she she like takes it and like then laughs it off. Like you you do have a good rapport. Black chicks love me, dude. Yeah, but do you feel that way? Do you know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah, no, black chicks love me. I'm yeah. telling you. I dated one when I was 16. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can like tell her to shut up and she's like, you know, there's some people you can I've talk. never told her to shut oh, up. Really? Like oh, no. No. That's why I get along well with I mean, like, her. Yeah, I would never tell that queen to shut her mouth. You kidding me? <laughs> But I mean, fucking like, you know, reach through that glass and rip my spine out like <laughs> fucking predator. Yeah, I didn't mean like shut your mouth. But I, feel like, I feel like I can picture you. Being he like, can divert. He yeah. can divert. Well, yeah, I'd never divert from her. Yeah. Uh, how did how did Benji get that job? He's from good. intern to writing. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's good. How does anybody? You know, that's how you get it. It's, He's good. It's, it's people. You know, they give him shit, but you know, Benji is very good at what he does, and he's yeah. a funny guy. He's fucking weird as as he weird seems, can be. Yeah, but uh, but that's also what makes him funny. Are you guys yeah. out friends outside the office? Yeah, like we don't hang out, but yeah, I'm friendly right. with everybody. I got a wife and two kids, so I'm not yeah, hanging out like a lot of boy, things, yeah. you know. And when I'm not with them, I'm doing stand up, you know. And so for me, uh, it's like I I get to hang and and bro out with everybody at work. Yeah. And then once I leave work, then my other two gigs start. So so. Like you know, a stand-up always considers themselves a stand-up. So, yeah. like, what's lastly, what's your f- favorite moment in comedy, like as a comedian? Who, uh, I enjoy working with people who love doing this. Yeah. People who are 
vastly ahead of me in this business, but still love doing it. There's not a lot of those people yeah. in this business. You know, I've worked with uh, with a lot of people. For the most part, I can tell that they don't enjoy it anymore. There's, there's not that. I don't know. I don't know why, but the people who do enjoy it are the most fun to be around. Yeah. So, uh, I for years uh, growing up was a big Dice fan, and uh, I got a chance to work with him. Uh, I agree. Years the back. Duck. Hey. Yeah. And his album, The Day the Laughter Died, his albums, there's two albums, Day the Laughter Died, part one and part two, are, I think, two are the most important comedy albums uh, for comedians to listen to. Sure. Because he goes into a room that was not advertised for him, not promoted, nobody knows he was there, and he goes into this club and literally bombs for an hour and a half. And it is one of the funniest albums. It is one, and it for me at the time when I heard it, I was bombing a lot because I sucked and I hated it. And I was at the point where I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah. And then I listened to this album, and I and I heard this guy not only bombing, but you know wrapping himself up in it like a blanket and leaning into it and owning every second of it. And having fun with it. And that was an eye-opener for me. You can have fun bombing. Yeah. That never occurred to me. So fast forward years later. Which uh, is a good tip, young comedian. Yeah, man. Listen, everything that works for us now didn't when we started. Yeah. No. So why we get afraid to go back to that, I don't know. But we do. We all have that moment where we'd rather stick to to the stuff that works than to take that risk. Oh, this is a showcase it's show. So true. Might be somebody here. You give yourself, I don't want to try exactly. this out. You know, so because then if you do try it out and it doesn't work, then you're kicking yourself the whole day. Like, I'm not getting a call from this club. I knew shit. I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. So I get a call, uh, Toronto, Montreal, weekend with Dice. Do you want to do it? I said, 100%, yes. I would have done it for free, <laughs> right? And I fly out to Canada. And I've been promoting this thing on the air for weeks, maybe four or five right, weeks. Right, I was so excited. I get to Toronto. Uh, we're backstage at the theater, uh, Massey Hall, right? It's like 1,500, 2,000 people, sold out. It's like five minutes before the show. They go, Dice wants to see you. It's like, okay. I'd met him once before with uh, Jim Florentine and Jim Norton. They're, they came to Vegas with him and opened for him and – they got me to meet him backstage, and, and I hung out with them afterwards. But this was years ago. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't remember me, you know. So I walk into his dressing room, and uh, he turns around and goes, uh, <clears throat> so what are you going to talk about when you go out there? And I go, I have, you know, drugs, you know, sex and stuff like that. And he goes, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you should do this. When you go out there. Just be like, who oh, here's from Canada? Well, fucking everybody there is from Canada. We're in Canada. Yeah, yeah. He goes, then be like, who loves hockey? And then, then be like, who's here to see dice? And then when they're like up here, when they're fucking going nuts, talk about the song I'm going to come out to. And I go, what? 
The song I'm coming out to. My kids, they did the song. One's 14, one's 11. It's phenomenal. Talk about that. And I go, because in my head, I'm like, okay, he wants me to bomb. Right. So I go, for how long? He goes, I don't do like three minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And I walk away and I'm now the battle in my head so oh god I'm what gone. a moment of terror as a comic though you're oh, so excited you're, you're i've been plugging there. this for six weeks <laughs> yeah one of my heroes and he's basically telling me go up there and eat a shit sandwich for three minutes in front right. of two thousand people yeah so the pros and cons list i have in my head is i come to the conclusion that a it's his show number one b i don't get paid based on whether i bomb or kill and c he wants me to do this because he enjoys doing this still. He's having fun. Hmm. You can't. We're so quick to take that as an insult or a shot. You yeah. want me to fucking bomb? Yeah. It's all ego, right? That's interesting. This guy, he's like, go out there and fuck around. Who cares? Who cares? And I go out there. I grab the mic. And I go, who hears from Canada? Well, everybody's stupid. (laughs) Who loves hockey? Same amount of people. I go, who's here to see Dice? Again, everyone. And then I go, well, let me tell you about the song he's coming out to. (laughs) And now people are like, huh? (laughs) They haven't heard the song. It's fantastic. They haven't heard the song. Guess who else hasn't heard it? Me, the guy telling them about it. The intro to the intro. Yeah. And I, and I got nothing. I go, well, what's 14? What's 11? I, you know, I, I, all I was doing was jerking off in socks at 11. And I just hear from the balcony, get the fuck off stage. <laughs> I look down at the monitor at the clock and it's like at 108. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just, and I just keep going and keep going. And I got, I don't have a punchline for anything. I mean, you talk about bombing. <laughs> 2,000 people in a beautiful theater. Look at it. I go, this guy talked about this for six weeks. People got their arms <laughs> out. Go, what's, what's going on? I see it's like two minutes, 40 seconds. I go, Toronto, thank you guys for your time. Enjoy dice. And I walk off stage. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I, I stretched it out a little. Yeah. A I minute mean, 30 is pretty good in the last circumstances. I mean, you know, yeah. it's not like going to be like, you had seven more seconds. You know, he's not, not going to yell at me. <laughs> But I walk off stage and he's standing on the side of the stage. He's got his glasses off and he's wiping tears out of his eyes. And he goes, he looks up at me and he goes, you had him. You had him. You could have gone longer. They were right in the palm of your hand. And I was just like, fuck. And I walked up. And then I sat there and I watched this fucking guy destroy this theater. <laughs> and then the next day, you know, and then that night we hung out. We ate. And he, and he, he treated me so nicely. It, it was almost like a test. It was almost like. Yeah. He was you know, at the end of the day, if I would have went bit. up there and did my material and said, fuck him. It's not like he would have thrown me off the shows. Sure. What he wanted to see is, is this guy about having fun yeah, or yeah, yeah. is he a fucking dude? So subsequent shows, did you have to do the same thing? Or? So so the next night we're in Montreal and I come up to him before the show and I go, uh, so what would you like me to do? And he goes, I don't know, do 25, 20. And I go, about the song? And he goes, no, stupid. Do your act. <laughs> do, you, do your act, shushel. Calls me shushel, yeah, right? Yeah. So I say, okay. So I go out. Uh, I do, you know, I'm up there like a minute or two, and I look over the right, and he's sitting in a chair on the side of the stage watching me, which 
totally fucked me up for yeah. about 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm it's not. It's like seeing Scarlett Johansson like yeah. flash her titties at yeah. you or something off stage. And I'm like, I'm not going to look over there anymore. <laughs> but out of the corner of my eye, I could still see. But the guy sat there for my 25-minute spot, watched every single bit. Yeah. Shook my hand afterwards, said, you're a real comic. He says, you're a really good writer, really funny stuff. And uh, and brought me to open for him a few more times and that's fucked great. with me again. Yeah, yeah. He's you know? just busting your balls. But he, right but he, that's what he does. And to me, I don't take it as like I'd have told him to go fuck himself. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I'll give it. all those dudes are just shit. They're no, the same dudes intimidated. that are camped out on the sidewalk. <laughs> going, Chris Rock doesn't even write his own shit anymore. Can you believe that? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Totally. They, you do it, especially if the guy's about having a good time. Yeah. Howie Mandel's another guy. He is totally. fucking blast. Yeah. Blast. Support yeah. each other, comedians. Do you hear that? Surely says support each other. The right? only reason I started this stupid shit is to be able to do it with friends. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I can't. I, we can't all get hired at Home Depot. Which we will be doing tonight, right? Yeah. At the Long Beach. Uh, your impressions are great, by the way. Your dice is great. Your tan mom is fucking. Thank you. Is <laughs> on point. Okay, Tommy, let's go to the news and wrap this up. All right. That's what you call production value, Shuli. Mm -hmm. Royalty free, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The NCAA tourney has kicked off. Who's your pick to make it through this iteration of March Madness? It's it's impossible to tell. College is all fucking scam. You know what I mean? I think that whole thing's about to collapse in the next five years. The entire NCAA system. I think they split the... The kids should be able to sign a co- their shoe contract in college, start getting nice money. So. Say, absolutely, because if yeah. you get picked like the number twelve pick, you're on the bench for three, four years. We don't hear from you. Yeah. If they stay in college, we'll see them. But I went to school at Carolina, so I'm picking. Carolina. You went to school in North Carolina? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Hell yeah. Carolina, Tobacco Road. And the first time we, I don't think we've ever played them in the NCAA. You're on opposite brackets. And it's definitely opposite since at least size. like the '50s. So I'm thinking Duke, Carolina. In the championship game, Carolina over Duke. I didn't even watch this year. IU was so bad. I guess just Dukies, because Zion is the only one. I it's just watched NBA. Yeah. Should we, any interest in NCAA? Don't no, give sh- a drop fuck. the clock to 15 seconds. Let's speed this fucking <laughs> thing up. This fucking zone. I get it. You get to play defense. I get it. You're hungry. You want an NBA contract. Guess what you're not going to do when you get to the NBA? Play that type of defense. Yeah, You're going to fucking scale the fuck. It's like, you know. I took a Greyhound bus to Colorado City to do a New Year's Eve show at a bowling alley, right? For $150 from Vegas. For $150. For for $150, right? You couldn't pay me to do that now. You know why? Because now I'm a pro. I ain't an amateur shooting to be a pro. And the college game is great. College football is phenomenal. These guys give their all. But I saw a great tweet today of uh, some commercial, uh, a day in the life of a student athlete. And somebody, I forget who retweeted. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. But they go, you paid the actors in this commercial more than you pay the athletes. Yeah. And, and It's that, crazy. It's for crazy. that, I give you nothing. It's yeah, not yeah, the kid's yeah. fault. They should just go to Europe and get paid, to be honest with you. Fuck it. yeah. You know what I mean? Get paid. Okay, next story, Tommy. But I just let me just say, uh, yeah. fuck Duke. Go ahead. Hell yeah, <laughs> like fuck that. Duke. I hate Duke. Fuck Duke. Thank okay, you. anyways, what are we doing? Wonderful. Ichiro Suzuki has officially retired. Is the eternal Seattle Mariner and Japanese icon the best player of his generation? I don't know. I mean, who do you got? You got, like, who's Didn't the he retire? Is he like the who? Didn't he retire four times already? <laughs> With, like, three different teams. Yeah. Him, Albert Pujols. Depends what kind of style of ball you like. I like Ichiro because I don't think there was ever, like, a steroid issue with him. You know, I think it's between him and Jeter, really. 
you know, and you just got to I think I think Ichiro's probably a better player, nuts and bolts player, but Jeter's no. just got Look such a, a leadership quality and those dreamy eyes, you know pussy, what I mean? Pussy man. Oh, oh, pussy man. Respect yeah. that. Yeah, like he when you sleep with Derek Jeter, you get a basket, like a gift basket nice. in the morning. That's, That's fucking nice. money. Yeah. I don't get one on this show, just so you know. <laughs> you got Crystal Geyser. All right. You well, got some water. Things are turning up. Turn it up. Stop perception. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, what's your life question of the week? All right. Life question of the week. Bam, bam, I've heard this bam, one. Bam, Do a different bam, song. Bam, <laughs> All right. What is the greatest mistake we have made as humanity? Mm, oh, that's a fucking good one. I don't know. The Holocaust? Well, it's hard to top that. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. no, you say it like a mistake, like they <laughs> like they were trying to do something else and they fucked up. I guess maybe. Oh, the there's video. no water coming out of the showers. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> That's a huge mistake on our part, guys. Our bad guys. Our bad. Sorry. Our bad. We didn't know it was fucking anthrax. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Our bad. Uh, I don't know. I think that one wore. Are you looking like for a specific event? No, I guess I guess just like uh, a general mistake. Yeah, I got one. As a as a species. Yeah. I got one. What you got, Julie? I think people need to pick one or the other. Uh there's jerk off instruction porn, right? <laughs> and then there's jerk off encouragement porn. Wait, <laughs> what is the distinction between jerk off instruction porn and jerk off encouragement porn? I'm glad you asked, Sean. You know, there really is no difference between the two. Both are telling you what to do and instructing you and encouraging you. The only difference I found between the encouragement one and the instruction is encouragement has rocky training music in the background. And that encourages you <laughs> right. to come harder than ever. Exactly. Before. Do some cock push ups. Yeah. Exactly. That's all. That's my that's my biggest mistake humanity's ever made. Lean into it. And there you go. Let's <laughs> let's end it on that. Shuling, thank you so much for coming through. Thanks. I for hope you're me. enjoying your time on the West Coast. Tell I the am. people where to find you. Uh, Shalom Shuli on Instagram and Twitter. Shalom. And uh, like I said, Shalom Shuli is the website. It's being uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Updated. Re yeah, reworked or whatever. But the SoundCloud page uh, is available. You can listen to all these prank calls we used to do. We used to drop mushrooms and call AM nice. radio show in nice. Vegas. I look forward uh, to the jerk off yeah. instruction content. That yeah, be check it out. Cool. There's some hot JOI. Uh, Born in Israel, a real life. Shalom, Shuli. OJ, original OJ. Shuli. Mark, tell where to find you. Uh, MarksComedy.com and my social media is up top. Okay, guys, make sure you get Shuli's new album and uh, yeah, Shuliji available everywhere. Come and see us in Long Beach tonight and in San Diego on Saturday at the Gray Comedy Palace. Fanatics Pod at Sean Joshi. Two A's. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye.